How old are you? 43. At what point in your life do you feel like you started like killing the game? So uh, because I was, I literally had expenses of like $2,200 a month. Uh When I graduated college and all my buddies were literally trying to get jobs, Uh I had $12,500 a month residual income. And that meant that I was saving 10 grand a month and I hadn't increased my lifestyle. I hadn't increased my expenses. And I'm going to tell you something when you're young and poor and you're saving 10 grand a month in the bank account every month, that is when I was like, I'm freaking slaying this thing. Yeah. But when I, but then when I, but, but to see, but at that same time, I was not, I was not a happy human. Uh-huh. You see, I was a full-time student. Uh-huh. I was 18 hour credit loads. I also had a full-time job Yeah, and I had this full-time real estate gig and I was married with a kid on the way. You add all that up and I was pulling my hair out because I was trying so hard to honor my dad's philosophy. He said, growing up the whole time as an entrepreneur, he said, son, get good grades and go to college and work for somebody else. You do not want to own your own business. And he also said, if you want something done right, you, you have to do it yourself. And that's what I was doing. I was the full-time student. I was the full-time job guy. I was the full-time business guy. And it was too much full-time and I was totally out of balance. So when I had that 10 grand extra month coming in, something magical happened within a couple of months. I graduated, got that monkey off my back, pleased my mother-in-law. It's the only reason why I finished my degree in the first place because they have a high self a sense of worth for people with degrees. Yeah. And so I wanted to, I was, pe- I was in a people pleaser mode. Mm-hmm. So once I got that monkey off my back, I felt like I just got an entire part-time job, full-time job erased. Yeah. Then I quit my job because I residually in pocketing 10 grand a month after all my expenses. So I quit that $35 an hour thing, 35 hour, you know, week thing. Hmm. And I hired a buddy in Florida to actually take over my real estate business. And I walked from everything and I went from working what felt like a hundred plus hours a week to nothing. That's when I really saw the benefit of passive income and it's like money without time and yeah. time without money are both problems. Yeah. You gotta have time and money. Yeah. So, um, that was, <laughs> that was just the beginning. That's when I felt like I was free to discover what I wanted to do with my life, mm. which then turned into business and family work-life balance and world travel and philanthropy and yeah yeah that's crazy so i have a few questions what was your biggest lesson you learned in your 20s now that you own two billion dollars in real estate uh biggest lesson that i learned is that anyone that is working a job and has a single source of income is taking the greatest risk but society has told you that you're the safest person yeah that was deep I was a, um, the job that I did have when I was in college was telemarketing and I was telemarketing for real estate gurus, Robert Allen, Donald Trump, Dolph DeRoos, kid you not. Um, um, and I was representing their companies. And so my job was to interview their leads mm-hmm. and their prospects were generally people in their fifties that had been to college that had spent 30 years working for somebody else. They were 401kers, IRAers and Dave Ramsey house pair offerers. Mm-hmm. And I looked at how much money they had and I was like, I'm in college trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And these people are po. Yeah. They cannot afford the O and the R. They are broke, but they did everything society said and they have no memories. Yeah. They haven't created memories because they've been penny pinching and frugally saving. Their life sucks. Damn. 
And that's when I just said, I am the hell no, I'm not, that is not me. That is not my life. That is yeah. not going to be, dude, that's how you become grumpy and crotchety. 85% of people hate what they do for a living. Yeah. And they tolerate that system. That's crazy. So, all right, we're going to work our way up. What was your biggest lesson in your thirties? Uh -huh. I'm going to write this one down because I'm 32. Yeah. <laughs> biggest lesson in my thirties is that society has given you a model of how to spend your time. You have 168 hours a week. So you're supposed to sleep eight hours a day. 56 hours a week of your life are evaporated. You're supposed to wake up in the morning, eat some food and go to work. And between commute and work, you're going to lose another 60 or 50 hours a week of life. Um, society's going to distract you with uh, social media, um, Netflix binging, um, a whole bunch of waste of time things that are going to suck up a lot of your time. You're not going to invest enough into your marriage. You're not going to be there at your children for the crossroads. And then you're going to go to bed at the end of the night uh, every day feeling um, drained like you didn't do anything really meaningful because you were in survival mode just trying to pay the bills. The lesson that I learned after a friend of mine died in a tragic accident um, is a paragliding accident. And, uh, his parachute collapsed. And um, he was one of the top 100 YouTubers in the world, Grant Thompson. And he had a, this beautiful channel um, that was all about being curious about life and performing home-based science experiments, the king of random. Mm -hmm. When he passed, um, he left his wife behind and four boys. And because he was my best friend, it wrecked me. And I just said, why am I adhering to, first of all, if I were to die next week, I would die with regret with how I spend my time. So in my 30s, I decided to rewrite my entire world, and I decided to chop up my 168 hours very differently. And I said, I'm going to start living every hour of my life based on the way that I want to with no constraints. And in all these years, that schedule hasn't changed. It's a beautiful schedule for me. I wake up at four in the morning after getting four to six hours of sleep, and Monday through Friday, um, I will, I have a very rigorous morning routine that makes me very happy between 4 a.m. and 9 a.m. Those five hours are spent cultivating my, my mind by reading an hour, um, 40 minutes of deep meditation, cardio, two hours at the gym, lifting weights with friends, an hour with my wife, an hour with my kids. I cultivate my mind, my body, my soul, my relationship with God. And that five hours is where I cultivate great energy. This brings me great joy. Yeah. Uh, on Mondays, I produce content and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work from home. Wednesday is my wife's day. Whatever she wants to do, whatever we want to do is all day. Friday's my kid's day. Saturday's my day. Sunday's God's day. It's a very quiet day. It's very restful. Um, this is um, sustainable. I never burn out. I never run out. And I feel great. And I love this schedule um, because it's built for me around my ideal uh, without constraint. Yeah. I kind of learned that from Grant Cardone too, because Grant Cardone was here a couple months ago and he was here with his daughter and his business partners and stuff like that. And like watching the way they move is like, they're like a group that's like navigating through the world where I feel like most people are like on their own. Like they go to work by themselves, they come home, they feel by themselves. And yeah, so very similar. I guess so far in your forties, what has been your biggest lesson? I know it's only been two years, but. Um, my biggest lesson to myself in my forties where I feel like I lost time is I was aware 20 years ago that 90% of millionaires made their money in real estate. Yeah. What I wasn't aware is that 100% of billionaires make their money in private equity. Mm. So 
now, uh, last year I started six companies that I believe all have multi-billion dollar potential. Huge. And I have enough money that I don't need to play it safe. Yeah. Right now I am moonshotting hard <laughs> and I am loving it. I raise capital, hire the CEO, build an amazing team, network them into my culture and set them loose. Yeah. They've got a 12 to 24 month runway to produce some amazing results or I will take that business out back behind the shed, pull out my shotgun and blow its head off. And I love it. I'm iterating so fast and I'm finding winners because real success comes with lots of iteration and most people aren't iterating enough. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I went to college. I selected the career. I'll be in that my whole life. I'm like, zero iteration. Yeah. Your life sucks. Yeah. You're not iterating. Your purpose of life is growing. You're not growing enough. You're going to hate your life. You're just not changing it up. You don't have enough, um, you know, uncertainty. You don't have enough, um, you know, difference yeah. in what you're doing. So iteration is I had to iterate my real estate until it became perfect. And now I don't even spend an hour a month on it. And it, and it just buys me houses every day. It's a beautiful system. It makes people very, very wealthy. Yeah. Well, what I do is I build machines that build machines that build machines. I build people this way. I build opportunities this way. I build businesses this way. They're meant to function and thrive and succeed without me. Yeah. My job is to aggregate all the resource, start the party and say, good luck. And then check in from time to time at board meetings, make sure they're getting everything that they need. Yeah. Yeah. 